It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Losing my voice a little bit. We're going to power through. Lindsey Crosby, our normal Monday co-host with us. How are you, my friend? I am doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm uh, I'm living the dream. Had a really good weekend. How was your weekend? Very good. We have done absolutely nothing, and that was by design. So it's been great. That is great. That is great. I went on campus for the first time in like probably six months. So that was very nice. That was very nice. The, the Auburn people listening out of town are like, how can you live just minutes away from campus and not go there that often? It's like, because I don't know. I don't have a good reason. I don't have a good I reason. I haven't been on campus since the last time I guest lectured for a class. So, like, it's been a while for me, too. It's been probably nine months since I've been on campus. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you, you're, uh, you're worse than me. Um, yep. All right. So, Brian Harson put out his, uh, his tweet, his Iron Men of the Week tweet. Uh, he said, quote, congratulations to our Ironman of the Week, Jarquez Hunter and Zion Puckett. Your work, hard work, does not go unnoticed. This Jarquez Hunter thing, I mean, he hasn't been on campus very long, but this is a true freshman that has a chance for playing time. The path for playing time is very clear for Jarquez Hunter, and I think Auburn fans should look at this, and I think they should be excited. I think this is good news for Auburn's running back room. Yeah, the last person who wants to hear this news is Devin Barrett because that probably means that Jarquez Hunter is coming in to take some playing time from him. Uh, we ne- we knew we needed a third guy to step up in that room. We always assumed it would be Devin Barrett. And, you know, you take a guy, he was Mississippi Mr. Football. He was MVP of Class 5A in Mississippi. So he's obviously a hard worker. He's a talented player. And he's picked up where he left off when he got on campus. That's uh, – that's impressive. It is impressive. So I I thought that was a big thing. And then Zion Puckett is an interesting guy. Who I think it was Jay Ferg when Justin was on the show a few weeks ago. And he was like, hey, Zion Puckett could be a dude that ends up starting, which is crazy to think about when you talk about how deep the defensive backfield is for the Tigers going into 2021. But Zion Puckett had a really, really good spring based on all accounts. And I think it's, uh, I think this is a kind of nice uh, public heads up from Coach Harson to the Auburn fan base saying like, hey, Zion Puckett's working his tail off. He doesn't care that the media and people like us are talking about all these other talented corners and safeties. Zion Puckett believes that he needs to be up there. He's a guy who, I'm not going to say he was an afterthought in the class, but he definitely wasn't the star of the class. And he's turned out to be, you know, a playmaker and he's earned playing time. And it reminds me, and I feel so bad for forgetting, we signed a kid out of Montgomery, a three-star safety on sign. We offered him on signing day. Was it Daniel Thomas? Daniel Thomas. Yeah. Daniel Thomas that ended up like he was almost an afterthought of the class and he ended up being a big part of the team right? and went on to the NFL. And so I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but I'm saying it very much reminds me of that story where he's an unheralded guy and 
he's now going to get serious playing time because he's put in the work. And I'm happy for him. And I think Puckett could be a dude that benefits from Derek Mason being the defensive coordinator over Kevin Steele because I really like seeing Puckett when he's off ball a little bit. And you you saw with Steele, he loved defensive backs close to the line of scrimmage. And I still think we're going to see a good bit of that. But with Derek Mason, I just think you're going to see more things because I think he's uh, he's going to be a better schemer than Steele was. I think Steele was just really good at developing guys and saying, hey, we're just going to beat you, especially with the defensive back stuff. So I think Puckett could be a dude where it's like, okay, put him 12 yards off the line of scrimmage and just let him go be a heat-seeking missile for whoever's going to get the ball. I love that. I absolutely love that. But, you know, just talking about this Ironman of the Week thing, and it's it's so funny because Auburn made that um, that Twitter account that Auburn made Twitter account, and we're like, oh, cool. We're going to, like, do all the weight room stuff there. And then Harson's like, no, we're going to tweet this from my personal account. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry about like, that. I know you guys had a good idea, but no, I'm not doing this. We're, we're, I'm, t- I'm handling this myself. But it's good to know that he's keeping up with that, and he's making a point to give these guys recognition from the head coach's account. This is the hard work these guys are putting in, and we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hunter thing... You know, when we've talked a bunch of the, about you know the different Ironman of the week stuff, but I really think the Hunter Hunter one may be the biggest one. Uh, Bo Nix has gotten it more than once. I think he's the only guy to do that. It's like that's valuable. I think there's value in that. But Jarquez Hunter getting it. I mean, just he hasn't been on campus very long compared to all these other guys, and he's already coming in and kicking their tail. That's just a big deal to me, especially when like. I mean, the guy's so fast and so powerful. Like, I, I imagine when he's showing out, it is impressive to watch, especially as a true freshman coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it definitely bodes well for our running back room. And I think that if there's some sort of injury to one of those top two guys, maybe especially after, if, it's, if it comes up after the first couple games of the season, Hunter's probably going to be the backup, just given – what we know right now, we're not hearing a lot of plot. It's about Devin Barrett. No, I'm hearing nothing about Devin Barrett. Absolutely he nothing. Did, he didn't look great today, Dave. He um, looked like somebody who hadn't played running back in four years. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. All right, Weird. so pretty much all of the preseason magazines are out now. The Phil Steele uh, one is kind of the big one. And I've got an interview scheduled with Phil Steele this week. Hopefully all that comes together and you'll hear from him sometime this week here on Locked on Auburn. But... We've referenced the Athlon Guide a good bit. And uh, something that's very important to you coincides with something that happens with Auburn. And so I wanted to um, to talk to you about this, if that's okay. I am all ears. Hit me. All right, so Auburn is projected to go take on North Carolina State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And you love Duke's mayonnaise more than anyone I've ever met. Me and Duke's Mayonnaise have a relationship. Uh, we have a longstanding, you know, we tweet back and forth often. I have uh, Duke's branded merchandise in my home. Uh, I will volunteer right now to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl to cover Auburn, or to cover the Duke's Mayo Bowl, whether or not Auburn's in it. Wow. Um, we can go together if Auburn's in it, but I'm going to go either way. I, I love Charlotte. Fair. I love the city of Charlotte so much. So, like... I've wanted Auburn to go to the Belk Bowl and now obviously the Mayo Bowl. I've wanted them to end up there for forever. And it's just, it, it hasn't happened, even though I think there's been some years where it's like, it would actually make a lot of sense for them to go there. But uh, 
if Auburn ends up in the Mayo Bowl and takes on NC State, are Auburn fans happy or sad? I think Auburn fans reflexively are not going to be happy simply because Auburn fans have such high expectations for this team season in and season out. And I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm assuming if that happens, it's probably going to be like a seven and five season if Auburn is in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or not. I feel like it's fine if Auburn goes seven and five, but a lot of fans are not going to think that. It depends what the five losses look like, right? Yeah. I mean, if you lose to Georgia by a touchdown, lose to AM by a touchdown, lose to Bama by 10. Uh, Penn State by a field goal. Yeah. And then you, like, don't win in LSU. It's like, okay, well, you won all the games you're supposed to. But, you know, if you're competitive in the five losses, I think that's the big thing. I yeah. mean, because when Gus would lose, it would either be, like, gut-wrenching fashion where, like, you just lost the game you weren't supposed to or the Iron Bowl, where it's like, are we even in the same level of college football as this other team? Like, that should never, ever happen. So, yeah. it, it just depends what that looks like. I still don't think people will ever be excited about it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody except for me is going to be excited if Helper makes a Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm probably the only person who's going to be like, yeah, baby, let's go. Uh, but, yeah, it, it all depends on what these losses look like. Like you said, I mean, if it's something like South Carolina's one of these losses we're going to have a problem. Uh, if it's something like Arkansas is one of these losses, we're going to have a problem. But if it's the ones you named, if we win all the games we're supposed to win, and one of those that you mentioned is one of the ones that we lose, the you know the, the average fan may not be happy with the number record, but the fans, the type of fans who listen to Longton Auburn, who are in our Discord, who pay attention, will know that, okay, this isn't actually that bad of a season. We were competitive against these better teams. We beat all the bad teams this is fine for year one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, the number one place to bet on all of your sports action. We're going to talk a lot about betonline for the rest of the show as we go through these uh, SEC team uh, over-unders for wins in 2021. So if you like these, or if we read some of these and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so obviously an over or so obviously an under, head over to betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit to get that 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Lindsey Crosby, you have all of the lines pulled up for the wins and losses, uh, or wins over under, excuse me, for uh, the SEC teams going into 2021. What order would you like to go in for this? I'm going to say let's go alphabetical because that's how I wrote them and it's less work for me. Okay, uh, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so Alabama, 11 and a half. And the money is on the under. So all of these lines do not include bowl games and do not include championship games. So it's just Correct. your 12 regular season games. So this is, hey, do you think Alabama is going to go undefeated or not? 
Correct. And their money is on Alabama will lose one game. So that's been the trendy that's been the trendy pick throughout, you know, the college football media. I just don't know what it is. Who is it? Who on the schedule is going to beat Alabama? Like when you just glance at it. I think Auburn has the best shot. I, and I'm not just saying that. Yeah. I think Auburn has the best shot. LSU goes to Tuscaloosa. Tennessee goes to Tuscaloosa. Ole Miss goes to Tuscaloosa. At A&M, maybe. At A&M and at Auburn, I think are the toughest two for the, for, the, for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, and pretty much this is one of those, do you think Alabama is going to beat themselves in a game or not? Because none of those teams, I mean, probably Auburn included, do you look at the matchup and say, yeah, Auburn, like Alabama screwed in this matchup. It's simply a matter of, do you think one of those road games, they stumble, you know, they're, they have a key injury. They just don't scheme it correctly. They get unlucky. Do you think Alabama's going to shoot themselves in the foot? And I don't think they are. So I, I would bet the over on this. So would I. Yes. All right. Um, What's the next, next one? one? Arkansas three and a half is the line. The money's on the over. So that seems super low looking at Arkansas schedule. Rice, Texas, Georgia Southern, AM at Georgia at Ole Miss, Auburn, Arkansas, Pine Bluff, Mississippi State at LSU, at Alabama, Missouri. So you got Rice, Georgia Southern, which people are really high on Georgia Southern. I think we're overhyping that a little bit. And then Arkansas, Pine Bluff. So you got three, possibly four. Um, I would take the over on that. I'm taking the over too. I think that maybe, I mean, they're they're playing other teams that are not great in here. There's enough games. I mean, they could beat Texas. That sounds crazy to say, but we keep talking about as Texas back. Texas just changed over their entire coaching staff. And that's game two of the year. So I mean, Pittman really overachieved with Arkansas last year. Mm-hmm. Arkansas should have beat us. Yeah. Say shout out to that backwards um, spike. Right. Yeah, Bo, don't do that ever again. I do think that was overblown, and I caught a lot of crap for that when I'm like, uh, no, we had dudes next to the ball. We just didn't do it because the whistle blew. But anyway, yeah. whatever. All right. Uh, so we're both over on both of those so far. All right, who's next? For Auburn, the line is seven, and the money is under. This is obviously the controversial one, even if we weren't an Auburn podcast. The money's under? The money's under. Minus it's, 150 on the under. So Auburn the line is seven. Six. It's not seven and a half. It's seven. It's, I, and I hate that it's seven because I think seven's a good number. Uh, yeah, because but, the, the question is, is Auburn going to go seven to five, eight and four? Like that's what most people are debating about. Yeah, and they have it. Is Auburn going to go six and six? And I just, I mean, their money has it six and six. Who is, like, we've, we've talked about, you know, if Auburn loses the games, we think they might lose. But where are the other two losses? Yeah, I strategically would take the over on this because I think Auburn's going 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. And so you either win or, or you push and you get your money back. So I think that's kind of where I'm at with this. I would take the over. Um. I mean, we've we've gone through this a million times. Like, I think the worst case scenario is you look at the five games at Penn State, at LSU, Georgia, at A and M, and Alabama. Those are your five, and I don't think you're going zero and five in those games. Now, 
I think something that could happen is you go one and four in those games, and then you drop something to Ole Miss or at Arkansas or something like that. You know, at Arkansas has been the the trendy trap game that we've talked about time and time again. Once again, I don't see it, but it's become the trendy pick that Auburn's just going to stumble there. And if that happens and you go one and four in those five key games, you're still going seven and five. And so, like, you don't lose anything by taking the over. Are you sure it's not the juggernaut that is Akron? I know that you had the Akron guy on, and he was very insistent that Akron's going to win that game. He was a little sassy. I liked him. Joe was very nice. Very nice guy. But I'm surprised he was as shocked. He was shocked at the fact that it was like, so what's what's Akron trying to achieve here? He's like, uh, we're going to win. Like, okay, bud. <laughs> Are you? Are you really, though? He's like, I'm sure um, Akron scheduled that game with the goal of them winning, not the money, but whatever. Yeah. So we are both on the over on that one. Uh, the next one, and this is an interesting one to me, these next two together. Florida is at nine, and the money is on the under. And when I look at this, I don't know if I see three losses on this schedule. Uh, all right. So they play Alabama. Mm-hmm. They play Georgia. Yeah. At, at LSU versus Georgia. Mm, I see what Florida you're saying. State? Uh, I mean, Florida state's not good. Not to the point of sh- they should be end of season Florida without massive injuries. At Kentucky's not a concern. Is it? Do we even know who, who, who Kentucky's quarterback is? Thanks to be that I Penn mean, state dude. So it's not Joey Gatewood. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Joey Gatewood's third on the the death chart at Kentucky. Man, that's that's wild. It's almost like he transferred out of Auburn for you know no reason. Anyway, um, yeah, like I just I don't know if I see four losses because really when you look at it, I mean the line's nine. So do you see four losses in this schedule? Do you assume Alabama is even if you assume LSU and Georgia, and then Florida State's that final game, they have to win. They have to lose. Uh, all four of those for the under to hit. I just don't see it. I would bet the over on this and either get a push or get a win. I guess I would too. I guess I would too. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm there with you. All right, let's do one more and then we'll take a break. All right. Georgia, 10 and a half, and the money is on the over. Gosh, their schedule's so easy. <laughs> it's it, crazy. I mean, there's So there's Clemson. And at Auburn. And then, and at Auburn, and those then you are play the hardest f- games of the year. And, I mean, and Florida, Florida and Jacksonville. Florida. That's it. They finished their schedule after after Florida. They host Missouri, go to Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech. I mean, they are going to coast into the SEC championship game with like the biggest cakewalk ever. I hate them so much. How is this okay? How are they playing like a different level than everybody else's? Like that is, it's ridiculous. I don't care yeah. that they schedule Clemson because that game doesn't mean anything. Very first game of the season. And they happen to get lucky and they're playing Clemson when Clemson is switching over from their generational talent at quarterback <laughs> to a brand new quarterback who started, I believe, one game in his career. So, I mean, they're even catching Clemson at the right time. It's And then obviously catching Georgia Tech in the middle of the perpetual rebuild. I... Like, I don't want to be confident in Georgia, but at the same time, it's hard to figure out where two losses would come from on this schedule. I would probably want to take the under, but the smart money is probably taking the over. I I think so, too. I feel like we're doing the over a lot, though. All right. uh, 
what would you do over under on Built Bar being uh, number one on the um, on the list of like great protein bars? You got to take the over. It's better than number one. Uh, yeah, it's like at a different tier. Absolutely. Built Bar is uh, the best tasting protein bar ever. It looks and tastes like a candy bar. But when you read the label, <clears throat> excuse me, gosh, I'm fighting this voice. Uh, but when you read the label, it's filled with um, great ingredients, ingredients you actually know what they are. And uh, they're all very high in protein, very low in total calories and grams of sugar and net carbs. They're delicious. Highly encourage you to order today and get raspberry flavored mint brownie, salted caramel. I've got a bunch of salted caramel in my pantry right now. Whatever you like. They've got a ton of flavors at BuiltBar.com. And when you order now, you can use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Lindsay, what uh, what what school is next? Uh, we've got the Wildcats of Kentucky. The number is seven, and it is over. Is the money? So, do we see Kentucky winning more than seven games? So I think they lose to Georgia. They lose to LSU. They lose to probably Mississippi State and Florida. Do they lose to Missouri? Possibly. They get Missouri at home. Louisville. They're at Louisville to, to finish the season. Yeah. I had somebody try to pitch me on Louisville the other day, and I'm like, I'm just not buying it. I, just, I, just, I don't care. Um, I can't I can't go for any team that hires Bobby Petrino twice. I just can't. I'm sorry. Gosh, they've got a really easy schedule, too. Yeah. The, the line is seven or seven and a half? Seven. All right. I'll take the over. See, I take the under on this. I think they're going to be seven and five at best. Or, you know, or six and six. I just, I don't trust Kentucky. The and East just mostly, sucks, man. The East is so bad. Yeah, but they actually surprisingly have, you know, some decent matchups they have to beat here. Obviously, Louisville and then, you know, having Georgia and Florida in the same division. I mm-hmm. mean, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't do the over on Kentucky. All right. So LSU, eight and a half. Money is on the under on this. LSU's at eight and a half. Eight and a half, and the money's on the under. So, dude, I am sprinting and putting money on the under when this is done. Yeah, I mean Texas A&M, home for that. But at Alabama, they've got Florida's their crossover. They've got us, obviously. They they're open with use at UCLA. So, Georgia and Clemson play Week One, right? And that's going to be everything that we talk and you know look forward to for Week One. But I think it's at the same time. LSU plays UCLA. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a super interesting matchup to me. That's almost more interesting than Georgia-Clemson. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not confident that they go to UCLA and win that game. Uh, I am definitely, I am pounding the under for this. I am all over the under. That's where the money is. It's just, yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm sorry. Okay, so Mississippi State at six, and the money is on the over for six. Oh my gosh! Let me. They're look at out this of conference. Is NC State, 
and Louisiana Tech to fight in Billy Napier's. So, I mean, that's the kind of story you hear about every couple of seasons where that, that paycheck game at week one, they come in and just beat you in your own house. Memphis as well. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm taking the under on Mississippi State. And it's, you know, it's nothing against Mike Leach. He's a great guy. Mike Leach seems fine, but I just, I don't think it works. I don't think it's going to work. I think we saw that last year. Yeah, especially not this early with the quarterback situation they have. They just don't have the guy yet. Here's a really surprising one to me. Missouri 7 is the number, and the money's on the over. So they're out of conference. They have a directional Michigan, Central in this case, Boston College. They still have to play A&M. They still have to play Georgia and Florida. I just, I mean, Boston College isn't good, but do we see them getting more than seven wins out of Dang, this schedule? Their their out of conference is so bad. Yeah, it is. So that gets you four no, or four wins. You host Tennessee. That's winnable. Mm-hmm. You're at Kentucky. Kentucky and Missouri are both at seven wins. I think whoever wins that matchup is probably going to hit their over. Is Missouri an eight four team next year? That's the thing. Like it doesn't see it doesn't make sense to me. I know they're in the East, but I just don't see where win number eight comes from with Missouri. The li- the line seven. The line seven even. I don't yeah. I don't trust Elijah Inquits. Uh, I'll I'll do under. I'm also taking the under on that. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, okay, Ole Miss. Seven and a half, and the money's on the over. See, okay, Ole Miss is the hardest team in the SEC to predict right now. I'd say Ole Miss and Kentucky, in my opinion. I just don't know what they are. Um, Ole Miss week zero, hosting Louisville. I'm sorry, neutral site against Louisville. mm -hmm. They're at Alabama this year. They've got LSU at home. They come to see us. They've got Liberty on November 6th. And I mean, all the talk is Malik Willis is a Heisman candidate. So I just, I can't see Ole Miss. I just, I just don't see it. What's the line? Seven Seven and a half. I'll I'll take the under. I don't think they're going eight four. I just, I don't see it. I don't know. I mean, I I could be wrong. I don't know. And I like Lane Kiffin. I want Auburn to hire Lane Kiffin. I just, I don't, I don't think, I I don't think he goes eight and four or better. See, this is one of those things, if my mortgage is on it, like I'm not I'm not betting this. Like if it's my mortgage, I just can't. I don't have any confidence in this. But if I'm just picking for the purposes of this pod, I'm going to take the over. Really? Simply, be, simply because I just feel like Old Miss is going to have that little bit of chaos and they're going to win a game they shouldn't win. Um, South Carolina, three and a half. This is really easy. Over? Over. I mean – you're SEC, you're an SEC team, so you have three paycheck games. I mean, Eastern Illinois, at East Carolina, Troy, and Clemson. Vanderbilt. I mean, you've got three you got three paycheck games there, and then you play Vandy. You get to play Vandy. There's four right there. Okay, let's move on. I'm cool with it. Tennessee six money's on the under. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, under. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Texas A&M, nine and a half is the line, and it's even money both directions. So they don't have any idea what's going to happen with Texas A&M. It's, it's nine even? It, it, it's nine and a half, and there's no money either way. So you're either picking, are they going to go eight and four? I'm sorry, are they going to go nine and three or ten and two? Wow. That's what you're deciding. 
And it's that's like, where's so that tough. third loss? It's so, that's a hard one to do. So, A&M, they play Alabama. They play Auburn. That's one of our, you know, 50-50 games. They go to Ole Miss in November. I think that's important. And at LSU. LSU. So, I mean, that's a great line. It's a really great line. I mean, I guess if it's me, I'm going to, if you're picking Auburn for the over, you have to pick Texas A&M for the under, but it's hard either way. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll go under on A&M. There we go. Last one, Vandy at three. And the money is on the over for them. Uh, I'll do the under. They're going to be terrible. I mean, they've got paycheck games. ETSU, I'm guessing that's Eastern Tennessee. They've got at Colorado State. Um, they'll, lose, they'll lose at Colorado State. Oh, yeah. And they're playing Stanford, too. Okay, yeah, I'm taking the under. I didn't think I'd take the under on Vandy. I'm taking the under. Yeah. That's rough. Yikes. All right. So, yeah, head over and check out our friends at betonline.ag if any of those lines interest you. And, of course, they've got lines for every team in college football. It doesn't have to just be SEC. So, I thought this was fun to branch out a little bit from just Auburn content today. Lindsay, how can people find you and hear you, my friend? I am at Auburn Banker on all the socials and the Discord, and with you, 7 to 9, on News Talk WANI as co-host of Auburn Over Lincoln this morning. Yes, yes, absolutely. Every single morning, I appreciate him for that. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackerby. I got verified, folks. I'm verified on the Twitter machine. Very, very cool. Big deal. Locked on Auburn on Twitter, and then also uh, Auburn Podcast on Instagram. We'll be back tomorrow for a Charlie Tuesday. Come hang out with us at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.